Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 340. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Welcome to the blogcast. Today's blog is about doctors and the medical system and uh, all of that business. It weirdly got a fair number of views on LinkedIn. I'm not sure what that's about, like from people I, I didn't know. That doesn't happen in most places, I have to say. I mean, occasionally I'll get some likes on Instagram for people from people who don't know me, but I feel like mostly they're like places that will comment DM on such and such records. Like they're just bots on Instagram. But these were real actual people on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has become weirdly busy. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they improved their algorithm or something over there. I don't know. It's very bizarre. Anyway, please join me on LinkedIn where things are actually happening right now. Very strange. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to read that to you. It's called Medication Denied, Many Things Questioned. A week before my scheduled appointment with the woman who was to be my new neurologist, I found out that she explicitly refused to refill my migraine meds. I'd been having trouble getting the refill for weeks and finally got word that it was intentional. This medication significantly reduces the numbers of migraines I get and is a key component to my maintaining a decent quality of life. Refusing my access to it was essentially guaranteeing me pain, suffering, loss of work, loss of pleasure, loss of comfort. It is an incredibly cruel choice for a doctor to make. A migraine specialist, which this doctor is, should know that. And either she doesn't know that, which is troubling, or she doesn't care. Also extremely troubling. This experience has shaken me in a wide variety of ways. The first way was to give me two entirely avoidable migraines. It would have been more, but I took some expired lower doses of my meds, which helped a bit, but then they just fizzled out two to three hours before the next dose, so I was having to calculate how much earlier I needed to take the meds each day. Is taking expired medication dangerous? It's not good, no, but probably not dangerous, just less effective. I googled what to do when your doctor won't refill your prescription, and I got on GoodRx and managed to get a 90-day supply. So, hot tip if you're in this position, this is an option. Not a great one. A medication that normally costs me a dollar cost me $30 and was not a long-term solution, but I got it in my hot little hand, and then I canceled my appointment with the sadist doctor. This drama is all absolutely ridiculous and pointless, really. And what I'm wrestling with is its connection to both economics and disability. Why did this doctor make this decision? I was told she had a strict policy. But why? My medication is not an opioid or anything that might be abused. It's one of the most commonly prescribed medications out there. I felt as though I were being punished for needing the medication, and also 
for not coming in to see the doctor before. But this doctor is nearly impossible to get an appointment with. Everyone in the practice is like this. I made the appointment in the summer, and the first available appointment was in December. (laughs) When I canceled with this sadist doc, the next available appointment I could get with someone who took my insurance was, again, six months down the line. If you cannot see patients, having a strict policy about seeing patients before refilling their meds is a guaranteed cruel double bind for patients. It feels as though there's an odd kind of judgment of the patients, a kind of assumption that they are careless and lazy about their health. I assume this effect is magnified for Medicaid patients like myself. I know doctors don't make much money from us. That's why my doctors are always leaving to go do more profitable things. My last neurologist now runs an online migraine clinic where you can have easy access to your doctor for a membership fee of $22 a month plus $150 doctor visits. Doctors, of course, make judgments about people who use Medicaid insurance. They assume we are dumb, irresponsible, and careless of our health because we don't have much money. They don't make money from us, so they don't make themselves available for our care, and so six months can be the shortest wait you'll find. With my previous doctor, I'd have to make appointments a year to a year and a half in advance. I assume there's also a kind of ableism at play here as well. It's a kind of tough guy, migraine won't kill you kind of thinking. Because technically that's true. A migraine will not be fatal, at least not directly. But fatality shouldn't be the only measure for care. I felt an implied sense of, you should be able to be without your medication for a while. A kind of, you don't need this vibe. I have heard almost exactly this from a doctor before, and you know, I would love not to need medication. What I wouldn't give to make it so. I don't like that I am entirely dependent on a medicine to have a decent quality of life. But I suffered through quite a few years of absolute misery trying to find something that would help me get back to a kind of normalcy, and I feel very lucky to have found something. Not everyone does. To have it arbitrarily taken away because a doctor has a strict policy just highlights for me how necessary it is. In fact, it's made me realize that I do, in fact, have a disability. I have been in denial about this for some time. I felt like I wanted to be an ally for people with disabilities, but from the outside, you see, not as a person with a disability myself, But a week and a half without my prevention meds and I am out of commission. My medication is not as visible as a wheelchair, but it is what allows me to get around and participate in society. It took years of trial and error to find the balance of medications to make this work. I felt like I was on pretty solid ground until I was denied what I needed. Then I realized how disabled I am and have been. Migraine is an invisible disability and is also the second most disabling disease worldwide. It is incurable and can only be managed. 
even with all my medication in place, my migraine tracking app tells me I am severely disabled. I mostly don't feel myself so because I found a way to sort of manage them. But also, I'm pretty sure because of ableism, I do not want to be disabled. And because my particular disability is invisible, I can get away with pretending I'm not. But this incident with my medication has made me recognize an uncomfortable truth. I have a disability. When I fight for people with disabilities, I'm fighting from the inside now. You take away our migraine meds, you're taking away our mobility aids. Things like this are not nice-to-haves. They are need-to-haves. As a way to deal with this drama with my doctor, I joined the migraine subreddit just to feel myself among others who might understand what I was going through. I didn't post anything, but I found such a wide array of experiences there. There were so many migraineurs there who have been dismissed, who have been told to toughen up and deal since it's just a headache. It's not, by the way, it's a neurological disease. Sometimes it's not even a headache. The community there made me feel lucky, actually, to have access to neurologists, medication, and supportive friends and family. Many people have none of these things. The gaps in care in this country in particular are quite shocking. I'm lucky to live in a major city with multiple neurological practices, so when the first one didn't really work for me, I was able to go to a second. I may have been shuffled among doctors such that I have now seen six neurologists since 2016, but I have also been able to see six neurologists, when others may have only one neurologist in the area, and they may not have any expertise in migraine. If someone in that sort of situation is denied a refill of their medication by their doctor, they can't just go see another one the way I did. Not that I had a lot of choice. Very few of the neurologists at the neurology center take my insurance, but still, I had a couple of options, even with my Medicaid limitations. Everyone I talked to about the situation that was in the system seemed shocked that I canceled my appointment with the doc who denied my meds. You'd have only had to wait another week, they said. But I felt very clear that I would not receive good care from someone who would make needlessly cruel choices. I also wasn't sure I'd be able to avoid yelling at her. Or worse, not yell at her. And that's not the way I wanted to meet someone new. I was not scheduled to see the doctor to whom I switched for another six months, as it was the first available appointment. But when my refill came across her desk, the new doctor had her assistant book me in for a video appointment for the next day so she could go ahead and refill my meds with confidence. It was done so gracefully and with care. She may, in fact, have the same strict policy that the first doctor had, but rather than make me suffer, she made space to see that my continuity of care wasn't needlessly disrupted. It was generous and kind, and after all the pointless drama, it was exactly what I needed. The profit motive in healthcare is terrible. We all know it's horrible. Those who are poor and those who are on things like Medicaid, of which I am one, know it even more acutely. 
Those who are disabled, again, of which I am one, are also more aware than most of how the healthcare system is constantly devolving due to the profit motive. People are denied life-sustaining medications every day by their doctors or their health insurance. I have had multiple medications denied multiple times as not medically necessary by my health insurance, sometimes after years of use, when they are literally the only thing that work. The cruelty and immorality of this system is overwhelming to consider. I want to fight it, but it's so commonplace, it feels like fighting the rain. It will fall over and over again. It feels as though there's nothing to be done. But our healthcare system is not rain. This is a choice we as a country have made and continue to make. Other countries prioritize the health of their people. Some do a better job of caring for the most vulnerable than others, but at the very least, the intention is there to care for everyone. There are so many advocates for medical justice. I'm only beginning to become aware of them. I'm so grateful for their work. I don't know how I can help them yet. But I do know that the cruelty and ableism built into our current system needs to change. When I was in the middle of the worst of this mess, I looked up the reviews of the doctor who denied refilling my medication. She had a two out of five star average. And one patient had written, this is the worst doctor in New York City. Do you know how bad you have to be to be the worst doctor in New York City? Very bad. So it's clear that I made a good decision in switching for a multitude of reasons. And I'm lucky as hell that there was another kinder doctor to switch to. Until the migraine situation kicked in for me in 2016, I had been a very healthy person. I went for years without health insurance because I never needed to go to the doctor. It was easy not to worry about how messed up our medical system was because I didn't have to deal with it. Though, of course, our medical system being so profit-driven was the other reason I didn't have health insurance before the Affordable Care Act. So, you know, it actually was impacting me. I have to deal with the medical system now. There are those who make it smooth and those who throw needless obstacles in the road. The obstacle-throwing ones, like that doc I never met, create suffering, fury, migraines, and blog posts like this one. The kind ones simply help us. I am happy to report that further exchanges with this new nice doctor have continued to be new and nice and lovely. She was lovely on an email exchange I had with her about uh, changing the dosage on a different medication. And uh, wow, you know, just right on top of it. So nice. (sighs) It's a relief. There's good ones out there. It's just the system, right? It's the system. One of the lovely strangers on LinkedIn was like saying how embarrassed she was to work in health because it was such a mess. And I was like, oh, that's, I don't, oh, I'm, I'm sorry that the, I mean, that doesn't feel like the, that doesn't feel nice. 
Uh, I mean, you know, it was a nice compliment that she wanted to say that in response to my post, but also like everybody should like, can we fix this so people can actually be proud of the work that they do? Oh man. Anyway, uh, so song, 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 song. There are a lot of songs about doctors and medication and almost none of them are like really about doctors or really about medication. Uh, so I, I tried out a few, um, there are songs that I like better than this song, but this one seemed like the one that was like most appropriate for this post. Um, and it will be Dr. My Eyes by Jackson Brown. And the reason it's so appropriate is number one, it's like, it could, it, it does actually feel like he's talking to a doctor, not like doctor, I, I love you kind of song, which there are many of, many of, um, but because it's it, it's this thing about his eyes, right? So the you'll hear in the lyrics if you don't know this song, um, it's like about worrying about his eyes and did he leave them open too long and whatnot. Um, of course, it's metaphorical, but you know what I'm saying. But one of the things that I really explored incredibly thoroughly uh, when it came to trying to figure out what was going on with these migraines, what were my eyes? Like my eyes were... Um, they were they were <laughs> suspect number one in the in the search for what the heck was happening um, because my eyes kind of behaved a little funny. Um, I went to see a couple of doctors. Well, I went to see quite a few doctors um, that were vision therapists um, in that they're looking at the movement of the eyes and how the eyes are used, not like you know whether your eyes are healthy or. I mean, they also look at those things, but um, they're concerned with kind of use and how you use your eyes. So they test things that not other doctors will necessarily check on. Um, and in the, the, I think, I think the first one I saw was like, oh yeah, you ne- you don't, you can't see double. Like I can't force you to see double. Like because you know, there's um, there's all these sort of tricks that they use to adjust your vision so that you will be seeing double and I my brain will not allow it it does now because I learned but um, but at that point like basically what my brain does um, as soon as the threat of doubleness kicked in my brain would just turn off one eye Um, so that kind of stuff was really interesting to me I was totally up for exploring it and uh, I saw that guy, I saw another guy, and then I ended up going to this um, uh, eye university where they have a vision therapy program, and I'm now a graduate of the vision. That's how they do it. They give you a little certificate and say you graduated. It's very sweet. Um, anyway, I, I went through a lot of really intense like eye retraining, and I did all these exercises with um, you know string and various images and learning how to like readjust my brain to be able to see two things at once. Anyway, it was very interesting. Didn't do jack for the migraines. <laughs> like I was so dedicated. I was like, all right. So, cause it logically made sense, right? Like if you, you know, my eyes have probably been this way since I was little, little, very little. I had eye surgery and I was four. So at least since I was four, if not before. In any case, I I was totally I was like, yeah, of course, it's logical, you know, after decades of 
you know, having my brain have to readjust to the, these kinds of funny vision things like that's why I get migraines. Sorry, no. <laughs> They've got absolutely nothing to do with each other, like nothing. Because like I would do crazy stuff with my eyes in these practice sessions and like it didn't, it did just like no impact at all, zero. Anyway, so for a while I was absolutely convinced it was my eyes and it was definitely not. Anyway, so that is why this song is uh, quite appropriate, I feel. Doctor, my eyes. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to put that here in just a minute. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please tell someone about it. Like, review, subscribe. Uh, if you'd like to support it with your dollars, that's awesome. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis is the like, you know, main space, but there's also Kofi, there's PayPal, all those links are in the show notes. And uh, I'll, I'll, you know, that's all very much appreciated. And also your ears are very much appreciated on this podcast. Thank you for your time and attention. Really appreciate it. So uh, here uh, on guitar, and a couple of Emily's, you're going to hear Jackson Brown's Doctor My Eyes. You know, I, I, I will say before the, before I play you this song, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know this song like really, I knew this song, but I didn't pay a lot of attention to it before. And I really thought that he was using doctor as a verb. Like he was asking someone to doctor his eyes. But I feel now pretty clear that he's saying, doctor, my eyes. <laughs> like he's addressing the doctor, not asking someone to doctor his eyes. Or maybe it's purpose purposefully ambivalent. I don't know. You make the call. You tell me. Uh, anyway, here is Jackson Brown's Doctor My Eyes. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years And the slow parade of fears Without crying, now I want to understand I have done all that I could To see the evil and the good Without hiding, you must help me if you can Doctor, my eyes Tell me what is wrong Was I unwise To leave them open for so long Cause I have wandered through this world each moment has unfurled I've been waiting to awaken from these dreams The people go just where they will I never noticed them until I got this feeling that it's later than it seems Doctor, my eyes Tell me what you see I hear their cries Just say if it's too late for me 
after my eyes They cannot see the sky Is this the prize?